Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, September 2nd. The politics of abortion are front and center yet again in this country as the Supreme Court allows a Texas law basically banning all abortions to go into effect. A new law in Texas went into effect yesterday, and it bans abortions after a heartbeat is detected. That's usually around six weeks at a time when a lot of people don't even know that they're actually pregnant. Abortion providers say this will effectively outlaw at least 85% of the abortions in the state of Texas. And here's the thing that may not, at the end of the day, pass constitutional muster. The law allows private citizens to bring civil suits against anyone who assists a pregnant person seeking an abortion in violation of the ban. So just consider this for a moment, the kind of vigilantism that is going to be encouraged here, because if you are a regular citizen going about your day, you learn of someone getting an abortion that is pregnant past the time that a heartbeat can be detected, and you report that in or report in that you know somebody that drove that person to an abortion clinic or that you know somebody who works at the abortion clinic and checked them in. If you prevail in this suit, you could be entitled to $10,000 in damages at the low end. Obviously, this will put an enormous financial burden on abortion providers, so much so that it basically will serve as an all but certain ban on these procedures taking place. Now, the Supreme Court of the United States, late last night, decided to allow this law to go into effect. It was a 5-4 decision, and in the unsigned majority opinion, this is what the majority had to say, that while the clinics had raised, quote, serious questions regarding the constitutionality of the Texas law, they had not met a burden that would allow the court to block it from taking effect at this time due to, quote, complex and novel procedural questions. Now, I said it was a 5-4 decision, and you know that the court is split pretty much 6-3 ideologically. That's because John Roberts, the chief justice of the United States, a conservative pro-life Republican, by the way, sided with the three liberals on the court in dissent. Justice Sonia Sotomayor had a scathing dissent of this majority opinion, she wrote, quote, presented with an application to enjoin a flagrantly unconstitutional law engineered to prohibit women from exercising their constitutional rights and evade judicial scrutiny, a majority of justices have opted to bury their heads in the sand. This is Sotomayor calling out her colleagues for not dealing with the reality that this law very well may be unconstitutional. And by the way, She's not some lone liberal voice on this. When Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, weighed in on this move that the court made, he called it, quote, highly technical. And he said that whether it leads to a broader ruling on Roe versus Wade is unclear at this point. I mean, here's the reality. The law may be unconstitutional, and the court, whose job it is, of course, to make sure that the laws of the land are constitutional, didn't actually rule on that. 
Now, the Supreme Court has a very big case coming up this fall from the state of Mississippi. That may be the case, fully argued before the Supreme Court, briefed and all of that, that may be the biggest threat to the 1973 landmark Roe versus Wade ruling. But this Texas law may now be the way that states who want to restrict abortion rights start going around that judicial scrutiny by putting it in the hands of private citizens. This may be a workaround for people who want to see restrictions on abortion rights. In a written statement today, President Biden said that this was a bizarre scheme, is what he called it, and had the potential to unleash, quote, unconstitutional chaos. Here's how his press secretary, Jen Psaki, reacted to the court's decision. The impact of last night's decision uh, should be immediate and requires an immediate process. So, yes, he's asked the Gender Policy Council because he feels it's important for there to be a point of point of contact or a point person, I should say, at a senior level in the White House. But most importantly, he's also directed uh, them to work with uh, the uh, legal team here at the White House, the Department of Justice, the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, to determine what, if any, steps can be taken here to protect a woman's right to choose and access to health care for women in Texas. Now, remember, it is true that a majority of Americans feel that abortion should always be legal or should be legal most of the time. But when looking at this in Texas, a recent poll there in June found that 49% of Texas voters opposed this law banning abortion after a fetal heartbeat is detectable, while 42% supported it. That's pretty evenly divided on this issue inside the state of Texas. What remains to be seen is how much this issue will now become a voting motivator for the left. For decades, getting conservative judges in place primarily to restrict abortion rights and ultimately overturn Roe has been a motivating voting issue for base Republican voters. That has not been so true on the left. Now that these laws are getting on the books and the court is allowing them to be enacted, Will that change the political calculus on the left? And we see this as some huge motivator to increase turnout and make sure they elect policymakers that prevent these kinds of things from happening in the future. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.